0: Hey, thank you for listening to the Reclaim Media Weekly podcast. To stay up to date with all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now enjoy this. Message. Today I want to talk to you about marriage. But listen, if you're not married yet, I still believe that this teaching will be very helpful for you. It'll give you some ideas of what to expect. And how to be prepared for when you are ready to take that step and get married. But if you are married, I believe that this will be very helpful. And I will teach some things that you can apply to your marriage today. First of all, I want to talk to you a little bit about my marriage. My wife and I, we've been married for eight years, going on nine years this November. It's been a wonderful, we have a wonderful marriage. God has blessed us tremendously. And we went through a very rough season. Our first two years years of marriage are probably the hardest, so I'd say we've definitely had our ups and downs. We've been in our peaks and valleys of marriage, and we've learned a lot. Mostly, we learned a lot of the do's and the do nots of marriage. So I want to teach some of that to you today, but first I want to read a scripture. In the book of Song of Solomon, chapter two, verse 15, it says, catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. We must realize that marriage must be cultivated. It must be protected. The marriage that you're in right now, you have to take care of your spouse. You have to take care of that relationship. You must honor your marriage. It's important that we take care of the marriage that we're in, how do we do that? Well, it says it right here, be careful of the little foxes, the little things that can get into your marriage and begin to chew at the things that have been cultivated, or the things that have, that have been growing. Chew at the good things of your marriage, the little foxes that can ruin the vines, that could ruin the relationship. But this is the thing about relationship, is that To protect it, it takes intentionality. If we ignore our marriage, if we ignore our relationship, then anything can step in and begin to destroy or begin to separate us. So we must be intentional about protecting it. So I want to give you some things to look out for in your marriage to make sure that you don't start doing these things, or if you're already doing, that you learn to stop doing them so that your marriage can be healthy and grow. The number one thing is to to stop having unfair expectations. The little fox of unfair expectations expectations or unrealistic expectations when my when my wife and I both got married when we when our first, again our first couple of years of marriage we were so used to what our homes looked like we had this idea of what marriage would look like and when she didn't act like the wife that I thought she was supposed to be or I didn't act like the husband she expected me to be then that's when the problems really started when we had unrealistic expectations, of one another now listen i'm not saying that you can't have any expectations but your expectations must be made clear before you get married or if they have not been made clear yet maybe it's time you sit down and you talk about the things you expect from one another but remember this don't just say things that you expect but be ready to serve your spouse or to live out for the interests of one another i think that's a, the best thing that we can do in our marriage instead of expecting more out of our spouse we should expect more out of ourself. In Philippians chapter two, verse three and four, it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So don't let the little fox of unfair expectation come in and destroy your marriage. Instead of expecting so much out of each other, you should expect more out of yourself. Learn to serve the interests of your spouse instead of expecting them to only serve your interests. Now again, not all expectations are bad. We should expect our spouse to stay faithful. We should expect our spouse to love us. That's an expectation that's fair but we can't have unrealistic expectations of one another. There is no perfect spouse. There is no perfect marriage. So if we wanna overcome unfair expectation, then we should be working on the interests of others. Number two, the little fox that we should get rid of is secret sin anywhere in any relationship that sin is allowed in there'll be separation in that relationship secret sin in marriage is something that will break apart your relationship something that will it will really affect every area Of your life Every one of us struggles with different things Every one of us has different different uh, mistakes that we've made Or different failures that we've encountered in our lives But it's important in our marriage That we don't allow secret sin To come in and destroy the intimacy we have with our spouse So how do we overcome secret sin? Now I can go through a long list and begin to name everything But I think we all know what we struggle with We all know what what we go through. We all know the things that we're tempted by. But I would say to overcome that is through vulnerability, accountability, and spiritual responsibility. So I must be vulnerable with my spouse. Meaning I'm going to tell them what I deal with. I'm going to confess my sin to my spouse because I'm obligated to be honest to my wife. And she's obligated to be honest with me. That's a healthy relationship. So you must be vulnerable with one another. Share what's going on in your heart. Share what you're tempted with. Share what you fell into. I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard to face your spouse and begin to share those things and confess your sin. But it's the most healthy thing that we can do in our marriages is have vulnerability. And listen, when your spouse comes to you and says hey i've been struggling with this i've been tempted with this and i've fallen into this sin i want to make it clear that the response that we have should always be a godly response don't kick your spouse to the curb or or you know yell at them and and, and accuse them of what they've done they're coming to you in with being vulnerable they're they're letting you know what they deal with so 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 respond in a godly manner now again sin hurts that's what it does again it destroys our relationships so it's okay to be hurt it's okay to have those emotions but we should always be working on our marriage so vulnerability accountability find some people around you around your marriage that you allow to speak into your relationship that you share those things with so you, so that you're not trying to you know trying to cultivate and grow your marriage by yourself but you have wisdom around you you have covering around you you have people around you that can help you so vulnerability accountability and spiritual responsibility Begin to pray again, begin to read again, spend time with the Lord again. Anytime I talk with people that are struggling in their marriage, the first question that I ask is, are you praying? Are you reading? Because most of the time, the problems in marriage stem from a lack of intimacy with the Lord. We can't can't fully comprehend how to love our spouse if we don't understand the love of God for us. So we must be responsible with our spiritual life. So if we want to overcome secret sin, that little fox... In our marriage, it takes vulnerability, accountability, and spiritual responsibility. The next little fox in our marriage that we have to watch out for is blame. We're constantly blaming one another. When I look back on the years of my marriage, I look at the most most important or the worst arguments that we had. And it always stemmed from blaming one another, trying to find the why why it's someone's, someone else's fault and not our own. We blame each other for, for the dishes. We blame each other for the, the laundry. We blame each other for the money. The blame blaming one another does not help the marriage. Uh, we can't blame everything on our spouse. We must take responsibility for our own actions in every argument that i would have with my wife in our first couple of years i would always blame it on her blame it on her attitude blame it on the things she said or the things she did now again she's not perfect by any means but neither neither am i i'm far from perfect in fact i was probably the instigator most of the time so we can't we can't constantly blame one another we have to consider our own responsibility I remember, we, again, we had this really big argument back when we were, you know, newlyweds, just beginning to learn the relationship of marriage. And I remember I went I went out and I began to pray. I was so, we were so angry with each other. We had gotten this, you know, this big fight arguing and just saying things we shouldn't say. And I remember I went outside and began to pray. And, of course, my prayer was, God, can you begin, can you just change her? Lord, can you help her? Can you change her attitude? Can you let her see how she's hurting me and how what she's saying to me is bothering me? And the Lord quickly spoke to me, and again, this changed the direction of my marriage. He quickly spoke to me, and He said, Son, I'm not trying to change her. I need to change you first. Now again, I don't know if He would have told her the same thing, but I remember sitting there hearing the voice of God speak to me clearly about my own issues, that He wanted to change me. And when I took that responsibility, begin to change my perspective of my marriage. In any argument, I would want to see, what am I doing wrong? I'd be the, I, I want to be the first to apologize. I want to be the first to let it go. I want to be the first to forgive. I want to be the first to, to get over the fight and to begin to uh, love, love my spouse and treat her with respect. And honor now do I always do that I don't I'm not a perfect husband that it doesn't always happen but that's my goal I don't want to blame her anymore I want to take responsibility for my own actions again be the first to apologize be the first to forgive be the first to let it go don't just blame your spouse don't let that little fox of blame because if we're always putting the blame on this our spouse then we'll never look into our own issues and if we can fix our own issues if we can look at ourselves and begin to see our own problems and say, you know what, God, I need help with that, then that will bless the marriage. That will ch- begin to change things if we can learn to love unconditionally, no matter what, instead of blaming all the time and putting it on somebody else. The last fox that I want to talk to you about, the little fox that we have to get rid of in our marriage, is unkind words. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Begin to speak life into your marriage. Too many people say, man, my husband's always gonna be like this, or my wife is always gonna be like this, or our marriage is always gonna look this bad, we're always gonna fight like this. You're speaking that into your marriage. Begin to speak life into your spouse. Instead of saying all the things they do wrong, Begin to tell them how proud you are of the things that they do right. Begin to look for the good things in their lives. Begin to look for the good things in their personalities, their giftings, their calling, their destiny. Because believe it or not, your spouse is called by God. Your spouse is a child of God. God loves your spouse and so should you. So don't speak so many negative words all the time into your marriage, but speak kind words. Look, again, look out into each other. Look for the best in one another. I remember my prayer, which again, these things constantly changed my marriage for the better. My prayer began to be, Lord, let me see the best in my wife, God. Let me see the good things about her. God, let me me see the gifts that you've given her. And it changed my perspective. And I stopped saying, God, she's always gonna be like this. And I began to claim and pray for who she's gonna be in the Lord and who she really was, loved by God. Precious daughter, beautiful, worthy of honor. This is who I believe that she is now because I begin to change the way that I spoke about my spouse. I begin to begin to change the way I spoke about my marriage. I stop saying that it's always going to be like this. I stop saying that that it wasn't God's will. And I stop saying all these things. I begin to speak life. Don't speak unkind words or, or words of death into your marriage. Cut out that little fox. Again, With, with when it goes to what we say... It's not always about what we say, but sometimes, and most of the time, it's about how we say it. You can learn the times of how and when to say something that's important to your spouse. It's good to have those conversations of change. It's good to sit down with one another and say, hey, these are some things that that you do that kind kind of bother me or they affect me in a certain way and you talk about those things, but don't just blurt it out in an argument. Don't just say it and be rude. So watch what you say. Sometimes it's not what you're saying, but it's how you say it and when you say it. So these are the little foxes that we have to get rid of. I'm gonna go through them again. Unfair expectations, secret sin, blaming one another and unkind words i hope that this this really helps your marriage is something you can apply today if you have any questions about marriage or maybe you need prayer maybe you're going through something right now i want to encourage you leave a comment send an email send a message i would love to pray with you and maybe help you out in whatever's happening in your marriage right now but before we end i want to get into some q a here i asked online for people to send in some questions on marriage and i got a few so i'm going to read them to you so, so somebody put this question What was the biggest obstacle to overcome in your marriage? Now this one's very easy. The biggest obstacle that I had to overcome and I still have to overcome in my marriage is myself. My insecurities, my pride, my ego, my temptations, my flesh, that is the biggest thing that I have to overcome is myself. Because when you're getting into a marriage, you have to understand that it's no longer about you, but you're living for the better interest, the best interest of your spouse. You're not looking out just for what's, what's good for you. So it's, it's hard to get over yourself, but that's what you have to do is, is, is live selflessly for your spouse. Okay. Number two, what is the best way to pray for your spouse? Well, this is what my prayer for my wife is, that they fall in love with Jesus, that they have an encounter with the Lord, that their giftings and their calling begin to flourish and begin to cultivate. And I pray and I ask the Lord, God, how can I encourage my wife? How can I speak life into her? God, how can I build her up so that she can answer the call that you've placed on her life? So again, that's that's how I pray for my spouse. I'm sure that God will speak to you in different ways. And here's the last question that I got is, what is the best way to prepare before marriage? Now this is a pretty easy answer, and you might have, you might already know it. The best way to prepare for mar- for marriage <clears throat> the best way to prepare for marriage is to seek God first, fall in love with the Lord, be so- be totally surrendered, totally sold out to God, let your life fully belong to Him, and when you're ready to get married, He will lead you to the right person. At the right time if you want to have a godly marriage then you have to have an intimate relationship with God before you get married so I hope those 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 were good answers for you I hope it helped you out but again thank you so much for those who have been subscribing those who have been donating those who have been supporting Reclaim Media we, we appreciate it so much we work really hard on, on weekly teachings trying to bring bring out the best for you so if there's any topics any questions that you have why don't you send them in I would love to hear from you. Hear how these are helping you. Maybe if you have some comments about it, we'd love to hear it. Guys, thank you so much again for helping us out, for watching these videos. I pray that it blesses you, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.